Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to thank everybody that's tuning in, everybody that's been tapping in, everybody that's been sharing, subscribing, supporting, all that good stuff, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. Um, so I know I've been gone for a couple of weeks. Um, I've been having a lot of good things, positive things going on, um, you know, work-wise. Um, so one of the weeks I missed was because, you know, I got the opportunity to go to Indiana and um, I went inside of Miami Correctional Facility. Um, they had two homicides there recently, two gang-related homicides there. And um, so they chose members of Detroit Ceasefire to meet up with other organizations. That's when I met uh, Boosie's little brother, Donk. Shout out to that brother. What's up with you? And to everybody else that showed up, you know what I'm saying, came from you know South Carolina. Uh, people came from Chicago, from Detroit. Like, we had people coming from everywhere. And um, so they picked out 60 of the shot callers out there, 60 uh, uh, gang leaders. And um, so we had six circles, uh, healing circles, and we had 10 members at each at each session. And, um, you know, we were just really building with them and trying to deter them from always util- utilizing violence as, you know, the first answer to any type of, you know, um, you know, conflict. So um, we did pretty well. We were successful with that. And then um, last week through the DHDC and uh, the Skillman um, Foundation, um, they paid for me and um, one of my youth, Diego, shout out to Diego Flores. Um, We went out to Seattle, Washington, and we also went to Tacoma, Washington for for a convention from the uh, Coalition of Juvenile Justice Reform. And uh, so it was a blessing to be able to go out there and see, you know, life from a whole different angle. Uh, it was definitely a beautiful city, Seattle and, you know, Tacoma was very nice as well, but, um, they have a lot of problems just like we do here in Detroit. Um, shout out to coach Dom and, um, you know, they have an organization out there. Like we have ceasefire Detroit. They got a, a organization called, uh, shots fired. So, um, you know, shout out to everybody and all the organizations that we met out there that showed us love and, uh, you know, Detroit, we went out there and, um, you know, we definitely made an impact and made a great impression on them by sharing our stories of our struggles but um you know those are just some of the things that have been going on in my life recently that have been keeping me consumed busy um honestly i've just been struggling a little bit lately mentally emotionally spiritually um because you know this work is not easy you know the work that i do you know at the dhdc the work that i do with ceasefire um you know dealing with youth family and all the problems of the communities and beyond you know what i'm saying like it's not it's not easy to you know um carry carry you know the the you know people's burdens and also you know it triggers a lot of trauma you know i i've had a very traumatic um life you know what i'm saying like you know but when i was 10 years old i got um you know i got admitted into a, a child mental facility it was called aurora hospital it was over on martin luther king and lawton and then you know at 15 years old you know i got caught with a bunch of guns when i lived in river rouge and went to the juvenile system by the time i was 22 i was already you know on my way to prison and spent the half of my life there so you know i've just been part of the system you know for so much of my life and you know uh, i today i choose to just break that vicious cycle and uh, Um, you know, help others try to break them vicious cycles because we got too many generations right now. We got too many kids. I'm talking about I've been to funerals already, 11-year-old girls, 14-year-old kids, 12-year-old kids killing each other. You know what I'm saying? Senseless murder. And um, it's very sad. It's very heartbreaking. And, um, you know, it, it, it drains a lot of your energy. But, you know, I'm learning how to um, replenish myself, you know, through prayer with God. You know, my mother, she always taught me how to take care of people, but she never taught me how to take care of myself. So, you know, that's something that I'm learning, you know, how to do today. But I just wanted to catch everybody up on things, you know, and why I've been absent for the past couple of weeks. But, um, you know, the real the real thing that we're here for are the real everyday people like my man, Jose Eliseo Salas. What's up with you, bro? How you doing, my brother? I'm good, bro. Man, I'm happy to have you on my show, bro. Glad to be here brother definitely man so uh let the people know a little bit about yourself man who you are where you from uh all right my name is uh as he said jose eliseo salas uh, i grew up in southwest michigan 
uh, or Southwest Detroit, Michigan. Uh, live in Ecorse my whole life. Uh, let's see. About 60 years ago, my grandfather, whose name was Jose Salas, uh, moved here from Texas and he worked hard his whole life. Bought my house that I currently live in, had my father. Uh, and my father, whose name was also Jose Salas, uh, grew up in Ecorse, was a man of the community. He loved helping people. Uh, he grew up, he had a loving mother and a father who wasn't always home. So he taught himself how to be a man. And along the way, he had, uh, he had a, a interesting life, you know. He graduated from high school. Uh, he started. He was a DJ. He went to art school in college, uh, and he really just loved being around people, making people smile, uh, improving the community around him every single day. And along the way, uh, I guess actually, when he was born, diabetes was in his uh, genetics, was in his body already. But as he got older. Uh, that kind of took a toll on his body. He ended up losing his vision uh, and he had a bunch of other health problems. And right around the same time I was born. Uh, so he decided to name me Jose Salas as well. Uh, and that was back in 1999. Um, so around the time I was born, he had to figure out how to be a new man. Uh, he had to be a person who was now disabled all the time and also had to be a father to raise me, uh, which I, I'd have to say was... Uh, it's pretty admirable knowing that he woke up every single day and had to take care of me, but also take care of himself in ways that I can't even imagine. I mean, he was blind uh, three fourths of the way. He had all kinds of health issues with his diabetes, his kidney failing, his uh, liver failing, stuff like that. Walking issues. You know, he had a lot of seizures and whatnot growing up. And um, so he, he did his thing, you know, and he raised me as a young man along with my mother. Uh, who at the time was working very hard uh, to take care of everybody in the household. Uh, she was 21 when she had me, and she was already doing great with her life, you know. And <clears throat> I still have her, uh, which I thank the Lord for every single day. And uh, they raised me the best they could, you know, uh, from, I don't know, the day I was born till I was seven. I lived in my house in Ecorse. Uh, I grew up with him, my grandfather, my older sister, and my cousins, who are like my brothers. We all grew up together. How many siblings do you have? Uh, I have, I have one sister, and then two cousins who I, um, they're my brothers. We grew up together. Uh, their aunt passed back in 2016, and around that time, uh, my younger cousin moved in with us, and we grew up together. But before that, my older cousin, whose name's uh, Alberto Lopez, who was a professor uh, at a college out in Philly. Um, he lived with me growing up. He was like my older brother. You know, I'd sit there every day and he'd come through from high school. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, my only memory from then really is uh, him. <laughs> he'd walk up and say paralyzer and just punch me in the thighs as hard as he could. <laughs> you know, so from a young age, he was he was toughening me up. And uh, I appreciate him for it because my life hasn't really been that easy in the last 22 years. Uh, but it's also been amazing at the same time, you know, because that, that's really how life works. Uh at seven, my mom and my father separated, and I moved out to Flat Rock. Um, I lived there in between there in Ecorse and Southwest at DHDC, which is an organization that my grandmother started 25 years ago. Uh, so I grew up in the youth program around kids of color, Hispanic uh, and black and, you know, every color that we had down in Southwest. She'd bring us all together. She'd show us different things, different teachings. Uh, she'd teach us lessons that none of us really had access to back then because, I mean, life was, life is, how life is in Detroit. Uh, Listen, your grandmother is a very admirable woman. She has devoted her life to her community and just to people in general. And I tell you, that woman, um, you know, she never ceases, you know, to amaze me because, you know, even, you know, with all the years she's got invested in taking care of the community, she just continues to march to the beat of her own drum. She does not break her stride for nothing. And she is con constantly and relentlessly pouring into the community, pour pouring into the organization. And so many people have so much respect for her because, you know, she's devoted her life, you know, to 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 giving people and giving people helping people in need and 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 no matter what there's always the need for help in some form or another within our community you know and i, and I, I can't I, and i'm proud more. to work with her and work for her you mm -hmm. know what i mean you know i understand 100 percent. you know and i'm proud to be her grandson 
on top of that because that's a lot to uh, live up to you know she's a, a very prominent person in our community uh, she helps those who can't help themselves and she helps teach them how to help themselves you know at the very end of the day a lot of people who grew up where I grew up don't have the tools necessary to figure out how to live uh, a good and healthy lifestyle I mean it's always chaotic it's always survival it's always I mean like you said needless murders all day long our children are dying people aren't educated enough to figure out how to fix things that we at our core are fundamentally struggling with you know what I mean and every day I wake up lately and it's just been really affecting me because my father taught me to love my community he taught me to be a man a, a, a good man you know and every day to wake up and try to be at least a little bit better than I was yesterday um, you know I had the privilege of working with your father for a little bit before he ended up passing man so you know it was a privilege getting to know him and even though like you said he struggled with you know his health issues and you know being blind and all that man but he still bro he didn't break his stride either man mm -mm. he would come in every day he was dressed like I used to think I was fly that guy used to come in fly mm -hmm. matching always sweet um, you know, he you know, very talented. He had, you know, he had charisma, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, he had a lot of connections, a lot of resources. He knew, you know, he knew how to get get to the money. He knew how to make things happen. He knew how to make things shake. Mm -hmm. And uh, even with all his health complications, bro, like he definitely made an impact in the community, made an impact at the DHDC and made an impact in this world, you know, and thanks to Detroit DJ Dan, after your father had passed away, he made a, a freestyle mixtape, mm -hmm. you know, in the name of your father. And yep. I got one of them too. So I'm I listen to it every to day in my car. Yep. yep, definitely. You know man. what I mean? Because, I mean, for a long time he was a DJ. He loved music. He loved making people smile and seeing them dance, you know. And I, I know that after he had lost his vision and started going through what he was going through, that he kind of lost that part of him, but he started painting a lot more. He was a really prominent artist as well. Uh, I, when I was growing up, uh, going outside, play basketball with the homies, hanging out on the street, you know, going to the gas station, uh, coming in and out of the house. And he'd always be there at my, my dining room table, singing, painting, listening to music, you know. And it's, a, it's, it's crazy because I don't have I, I can't paint, man. You know, I can barely draw a stick figure. But this guy was was amazing. Uh, and I brought some of his art with me just to show the people yeah, uh, you know, how it looks. <clears throat> so he used to draw stuff like this, but he only had like uh, 85% of his vision, you know, so it, it's really. Uh, did you ever ask him what they meant? Uh, no, I never really did, because at the end of the day, what he was going through all the time, I kind of felt uh, distant myself, you know, because back then I didn't really understand uh, emotions. I didn't understand how to connect with people as much as I wanted to, because I, I was young. And growing up, he was struggling a lot. So he didn't always, well, he wasn't always there to teach me the, the necessary things that I needed to know, um, which isn't bad. You know, he taught me enough to, for me to be able to become my own man every single day of my life. But between him and my mother, they did a great job, but there are so, still some lessons I missed out on. So I wasn't able to really emotionally connect with him growing up as much as I wish I could now. You know, what yeah. I have those conversations. I wish we could have had. But like, I mean, that's just how life is. You know, death is a part of life every single day. And I grew up and he was always on the verge of almost dying. You know, he'd go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if he was going to come out. I spent days and days in hospitals mm -hmm. uh, growing up with my mother and my sister and my grandfather. You know, so it was it was a struggle uh, trying to trying to cope with that at a young age from the, the day I was born to I was 20. You know what I mean? Because even though he was there, there was still like a sense of absence. Mm -hmm. you know exactly, you know. And then activity-wise, you know, wanting to, you know, just be active. You exactly, know I mean? you know, I couldn't go outside and play catch with him, you know. He couldn't show me how to change the oil on my car. He couldn't show me, you know, regular things that everyday men do because he always had, I mean, at the end of the day, he got it done because he always had a guy to call, mm -hmm. which is another yeah. way of getting shit done that, that I still strive to get to as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And he always had a guy for something, but that's only because he couldn't do it himself with his own hands, you know. Before he had me, he had lowriders, he had all kinds of stuff. He was known as Jose with the Red Cavalier. It was all, uh, <laughs> like you said, he was all pimped out all the time. Uh, he had all the sounds. He used to work on his own cars all day long, but, I mean, he lost a piece of that. And yeah, I understand, no you know, and I understand that, that that was hard. And I'm grateful that he stuck around long enough to teach me and show me how to be a man. Uh, because uh, when I was 20, uh, when he passed, 
I had just figured out, I don't know, how to really think for myself, you know what I mean? Growing up, I had his hand on my shoulder all day long. I, he, he, he dubbed me his seeing eye monkey for a long time because that's how our relationship was because he didn't have eyes and I did. So he relied on me a lot. You know, that's crazy because, um, you know, when I was in prison, I used to always tell my family and friends, like, please send me pictures. Let me live through your eyes, you know. And, you know, so even though at the time he was blind, there was a point in time where he did used to be able to see. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he he at least even when he lost his vision, he still had his imagination because he had already seen life. You know what I'm saying? And it's full man, full capacity at some point you know what i mean yeah and he he lived the life that i never did you know and he's seen things that i never seen through eyes i'll never have mm-hmm. and um it's hard to kind of try to live up with to that you know because when he passed he left behind my house uh my and my grandfather whose health was declining in me and i was 20 but i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i was lazy my whole life i dropped out of high school because i was lazy but i mean I, I smartened up. I went and got my GED because I knew that no matter what, I had to accomplish something to move forward with my life. Mm-hmm. You know. Plus, I'm, I'm. I know your mom wasn't having it either. I'm oh no! Uh uh uh. Better nope. get your shit together. Mm-hmm. My mom. You know how my mom. Shout is. out to Nita. What up, though? <laughs> I know she went upside your head once uh-huh. or twice. You know I love you, mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's so, still a hard worker too, bro. Every she time sure I is. see her, bro, she's. Going to or coming from, you know, mm-hmm. I mean? always, you know, and at the DHDC, that's how we get it, man. We stay in motion baby. all day long. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's a, a lot of the reason I, I realized it the other day I'm working and um, I, I work hard every day, bro. I work seven days a week. I have two jobs, you know, uh, one I, of them. I know I was just recently with you and your mother at um what was that event it was for? the roe versus wade um information gathering uh, yeah. so i was working with the democratic party of michigan as an event planner uh I, with david sanchez yes sir yes sir yeah. i was shout out to david so sanchez um you know in the coalition and we were just setting up to inform people what's going on if you have questions the attorney state general is here to answer them because what's going on right now is crazy you know, 50 years of hard work and effort to protect basic human rights have just been overturned. And if you have questions, now's the time to ask them, you know, speak up. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we were there doing. Yeah, that truly, that like whole thing just blew my mind just oh. because, you know, we've come such a long ways. Even with me being absent for 17 years, when I came home, like I seen so much of the work that was done manifesting. You know, I'm actually seeing the results, the fruit of the labor right. that people have been <coughs> fighting for for all these years Mm -hmm. and especially like now it's happening at a more rapid pace so many more people are getting involved and Mm -hmm. involved in criminal justice you know and we're evolving and changing uh you know laws policies uh, procedures rules and all that stuff you know what i'm saying so when that when that came up i was like damn that's like taking us you know a huge step backwards because first of all i don't believe that no amount of man, not one man or ten men, have the right to sit at a table and have a conversation pertaining to women's health and choices about what they do mm-hmm. with their body. You know what I'm yep, saying? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, that women have to be at this table to be able to even, you know, have that conversation, period. So, you know, I just don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Because even as we evolve in social work today, you know, the the youth are very much included in this. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're at the table. You know, yeah. they're helping us come up with the solutions because we don't have all the answers you know what i mean so if you're gonna sit here and try to impose some type of law you got to have the people who you're building these laws against or for at that table because at at the end of the day in 50 years when it really starts to take into effect they're the ones who are going to be affected the the youth you know uh growing up my my grandmother always uh decided that the the youth was the the best way to start you know because at the end of the day we're going to grow up uh, and, and practice our teachings that we're taught as, as young people, young adults. Every single day, you know, we do what we see, and also we have a passion. And it's it's uh, our life's work to find that passion for every single person. They trying to take away our free will. That is something that God has given us as humans uh, from the day we were born. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. The freedom of will. Yep. And, and you you taking that away from humanity? You taking yep. that away from God? It doesn't fuck even you make think sense. You, is? Uh, you you feel me? And it, it, it's crazy that. We're still going through this kind of uh, 
these kinds of events, you know, because we have come so far in our lives as humanity as a whole. You know, our country has developed to the point where segregation isn't a thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? We've gotten past all of these these big hurdles every single day, every single decade. Uh, hardworking people who decided one day that, hey, this is enough, stood up enough for us to, to be able to be where we are today. And slowly but surely, they want to take that away from us things that we have grown up with, things that we live with every single day that are now being taken away from us and, and they expect us to what? Just sit, sit around and, and just let it happen? You know what I mean? Because like you said, we have free will and this is what we want to do. We want, we want things to be a certain way and who are you to tell me that half of the humans in this country can't have basic human rights, basic health insurance, basic, basic needs to get them through uh, a big part of life, which is pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, how were they born? And they should have our full support. A hundred percent. I grew up with a mama. I got a sister. As soon as that happened, I thought, wow, my mother, the best person I know, the greatest woman that I know just got half of her rights taken away from her. All of them. Human rights. Human rights that, that matter to every single person. And not too long before that, I had been working, uh, at a restaurant as a salad cook, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing in my life. Uh, my father passed two years ago and I, I fell straight on my face, you know, because he was a crutch for me for a long time. He held me up and I'm just starting to work through it. And I watched um, Biden had an inauguration and I'm watching it while I'm working. And it dawned on me that a lot of my life is being um, dictated by by people who are six decades older than me who have, who have been around long enough to see a life that that isn't really here anymore mm-hmm. and i decided that 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 has to change and i know i'm i'm young i'm 22 i i can't do it right now but in order for me to want to do something about it i have to stand up and start right now right now you know what i'm saying because in 10 years when i'm done working hard to achieve one goal i can be where i wanted to be a decade ago to make the changes that i want to change and I decided, you know what, this is, I got to do something other than cook. I can't, I can't stand here on this line every day and make food. I love making food. I love it when people come back and say, hey, they said that salad was great. I've been a cook for six years. I come back and people are smiling, telling me my food's good because I, that's what I love doing. I love putting passion into it and love. And, and Who support. taught you how to cook? Who got you into cooking? Um, so when I was 18, uh, I had been in and out of dishwashing jobs, uh, picking up. You know, little side jobs I could get washing dishes. And also, if I could, I'd, I'd get into cooking if the cooks would let me. You know, I had a little bit of extra time. Hey, can you show me a thing or two? And then 18, um, I just got my GED and I was I needed a job. Uh, and I applied for a dishwasher and I walked into a bar in Wyandotte and the owner said, you know what, man, you look like a cook. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and so he gave me the job. And for the next year and a half, I worked there as a cook. Uh, it's called Captain's Bar. Shout out, Captain's. Uh, and that that's really how I started. You Are know? you still working at BJ's? I am. I work there on the weekends. Okay. Shout uh, out to BJ's yep. and my man Chris. You mm-hmm. be whipping up over there. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So on the weekends I do that, but during the week I'm an assistant field director for a, a nonprofit called Working America. Mm-hmm. So it's a part of the AFL CIO. So I, I'm a workers' rights portion. Uh, so we go out every day, we knock doors, we talk to people about issues. Like right now we're handling the housing crisis going on here in Michigan. Uh, so we go out there, we, we tell people about it, and we have a petition to help get money out of the hands of the government into the hands of families who need them. And we do all kinds of things like that. Health care, better wages, uh, you know, education for our children, stuff like that. We're the ones who go door to door and we talk to people about it. We address it. Yep, yep, exactly. We canvass. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I yeah, I'm that guy who knocks on your door, and uh, you know I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of people, a lot of people probably hate me, uh, but I'm a friendly <laughs> guy. You know, I knock on your door, I have a good conversation with people, and it's mm-hmm. another way of of seeing life that I've never seen before. Because every day I'm knocking on somebody's door, and they open it. It's their home. This is their land. This is their safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm an intruder, and I'm talking to them. So it's a different vibe from when you're in a restaurant. You know, understanding how these people live and and how they feel about certain issues when I talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So I found this job back in May uh, and, you know, the pay was good. And I got in there after the first week. I decided, you know, I I don't want to just be a canvasser. I want to I want to have a managing position. Okay. And four months later, I got promoted to assistant field director. So I now have that. 
um, my first salary. I'm in charge of people. You know, I, I can do the work that I like doing the way I want to do it effectively in a way that I see fit. And I can also train others to do do this this job that is, you know, it takes a certain someone to go door to door and, and talk to people every single Absolutely, day. man. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Vaughn Errington. He got Human Flyers business. Um, you know, he's he. we were in the joint together, locked up. We were upstate together. He got out, man, and he that guy got his shit together, man. Mm-hmm. He was just a guest not long ago on here. Proud of him, happy, you know, for him. And, uh, you know, keep up the good work. But, yeah, that's what he does. He he owns, like, a canvassing organization. Okay. They're called Human Flyers. And, okay. You know, he you know he works for, you know, the city. He does a lot of canvassing for, like, you know, he just, he's doing his thing, man. I'm very happy for him. Hey, yeah, you shout know? out to but him, that's man. It, but that's important work, though. That's a lot of leg work. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's not just anybody because it's a lot of people who slam the door in your face. Oh, it's yeah. Like no on idea. that movie Friday mm-hmm. when them two Jehovah Witness went up there. Yep. Uh, and sometimes in certain <laughs> neighborhoods, it's worse, you know. Uh, and it doesn't. They I don't want to hear that shit. No, it, and it doesn't learn what community you're in. There are always people who don't want to hear that shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if I'm coming at them politely. It doesn't matter if I tell them why I'm here and why it's important. They still don't have the time to, to give me to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it takes. Does like that said, ever get discouraging for you? Oh, or, of course. Of course. Or you, you know, just accept that that's, you know, part of the business. It, I have accepted that it's a part of the business. However, people's energy still affects you at the end of the day. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I knock on that door. They gave me a, a, a shitty response. You know, now I got to make sure that I don't have my drop my head down. So that way, in the next door could be somebody who wants to talk about issues in the community, who wants these problems addressed, who wants to put their voice out there, but they don't really necessarily know how. And I come and they're just waiting for somebody like me to come by and say, hey, this is one way you could do it. This is one way you can help others around you because we're all living in this together, you know, side by side. No, it's important to have members of the community, people like us. You know, because, you know, there's a lot of people in our community, they don't like to get mixed up, you know what I'm saying, in politics and, you know, rules, regulations, policies, procedures, all that type of stuff. You know, people, you know, from our community, they're so used to struggle and accustomed to just getting it how you live that, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're for or against them, they just going to keep moving forward one way or the yep. other. Survival is what we do and what we know best, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I don't want to just live the rest of my life just surviving. You know what I'm saying? Like, nope. not only for myself, for my community, I want them to be able to live and live well and yes. enjoy life. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, learn from the struggles and things like that that we go through, whether they're, you know, personal struggles, whether they're economical, uh, you know, whether they're community or social or, you know, government struggles, whatever. Like, you know, we always made sure that we took care of ourselves and took care of our own. You know, you know what, what I'm mean? saying? And and I grew up very much the same way and I still <laughs> am living that way no matter how much success I, I bring to myself. I still find myself in a position where it's just survival. You know what I'm saying? Every day making sure that I can eat. It was it was different four or five months ago when I was taking care of my grandfather who passed about a month ago. You know, I go days without eating because he had to eat before me. No matter what, you know what I'm saying? I, I was responsible for him because he couldn't help himself. And my father's gone now, and this is my responsibility. This house and him and making sure that we can just stay afloat and survive was on me now. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I took the work. Uh, that, that's the way life is. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I wasn't going to shy away from it. But that's what family is about. Like mm-hmm. everybody playing their part, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know, traditionally, you know, the responsibility should be shared amongst everybody. Right. And, you know, when somebody passes away or, you know, a lot of our pillars, a lot of our backbones of our families, they're all older now and mm-hmm. they're passing away. And yep. and it's our turn to pick up these torches, you know what I'm saying? Yep, and exactly. teach And teach our kids and our cousins and, you know, and, and, and you know, be just different, do yep. things different, but at the same time holding on to the traditions of our culture of our mm-hmm. family you know our way the, of the, life. the things that kate that kept us tight and kept yeah. us together you know yep. and a lot of times a lot of them traditions pass on because nobody wants to pick up the torch and continue that and carry it on exactly you know, you know and i i seen the torch and it's <clears throat> and I think about it all the time when I was about 16 or 17, I might've been 18. My father was sitting there in his room and he said, Hey man, 
when are you going to be old enough so we can build a car together? And then I didn't understand, you know, I was like, I am old enough. I could do it. But I wasn't. I wasn't ready. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't have the eyes that I have now to be able to understand what that really meant. Mm-hmm. And, and and the lev- the 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 feelings he had behind it to even be able to ask me in the first place, you know, because he used to do that himself, but he couldn't do it no more. Mm-hmm. And he was hoping that he could live through me to do that again and also teach me things along the way. Mm-hmm. And looking back on it now, it, you know, it it still fucks me up every single day. You know, it's, it's a struggle grieving uh, a father who's no longer there. And then at the same time, my grandfather, who's no longer there. Uh, because my understanding of emotions is a little different than most people. And I mean, these were two prominent male figures that were in your life, bro, mm-hmm. that taught you yep. everything that you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who have contributed to your growth, your well-being, yes, to your nurturing. You know, mm-hmm. they were the examples. So, yeah, when they're not there anymore, you know, but you take what they taught you. You exactly. take what they gave you yep. and you continue on. They taught me how to be a hardworking man. They taught me, my father taught me how to be a good man, and my, my grandfather made sure I had the work ethic to, to be able to live my life the way I needed to without having to pick up anything dirty, without having to live in the shadows, because that's not the way life should be lived. You know, I understand that at some point in time, survival is survival, but there's always a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and they taught me a certain way to live that, that I respect and I, I uphold every single day. You know? How did you get along with your siblings growing up? Uh, well, my sister is a Leo, uh, and I'm a Capricorn. And uh, growing up, she was always uh, she was always the shining star of the family all the time. You know what okay. I mean? You know how Selena is. Uh, shout out to Selena. You know I love you. Uh, and it's just like I I lived in I lived in her shadow a lot. So my confidence growing up wasn't really always there. That machismo that my father had was instilled in me, but I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know how to get to it. I didn't know how to show it, which I am starting to do now as, okay. a, as a growing young man. And, I mean, my cousin Al has always been a positive older brother figure for me. You know, when I had to lose weight because they were scared that I was going to get diabetes when I was 10, they put me in football. Me and him would run every day. He'd be the okay. one to take me to the track down the street from my house. He was like, hey, we're going to do this together. Do you know, do you have that in your genetics? Like, uh, it, it is in my genetics, but I do not have diabetes. Well, that's good. Man. Yep, yep, and and I, I thank my mother for that because she didn't want that life for me. Yeah, which it would, I, know. It, it, I and can't imagine. On both sides of my father's family, it came. Yeah. So it's 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 in me somewhere. It's just yeah. you know. I need to take it easy. Like, oh, who are you telling? I me? went and got a checkup. Like, I'm good, but I'm not good. I'm like, I need to lose some damn weight because I've been eating good in a mug. You know, what I'm <laughs> since I've been home, I've been on a Yo, seafood diet. I see food me? and I eat. <laughs> oh, I understand. But that, I gotta man. slow down now because you know I'm mm-hmm. built like a beanbag over you here. Feel me? <clears throat> yeah, you, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's all good. I've been enjoying it. You know, what I'm saying I missed out on a lot, but now I need to get back to it and start taking care of myself. Amen, brother. You know, getting older and all that, man. You know, um, you just got to take it more serious and, you know, um, just take care of myself in general, bro. Like I said, man, my mother raised me to take care of people, but she never taught me how to really take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at, at, you know, the age I am today at 43, that's something that I'm learning how to do because it's vital bro and in the line of work that i'm in Mm -hmm. bro like you know it requires a lot of time a lot of energy it triggers a lot of trauma from shit that you know i went through as a kid dog so the work is exhausting bro you know what i'm saying so i have to become creative and find ways to be able to rest and and you know keep myself on track because you know um you know there's there's a point in time where you know even depression sinks in on you bro oh man seeing so much sad stuff Mm -hmm. and you know just you know the work is endless bro you know what i'm saying every day are always in need and um you know like i said you know going out to uh you know to to seattle washington you know for a convention pertaining to juvenile justice you know trying to fight for the rights to abolish you know uh uh, life giving life sentences to juvenile lifers and then coming home and you know you got 12 13 14 15 year old kids just killing each other you know what i'm saying and no 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 value for life you know what i'm saying no consideration i mean over nothing bro you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you know, even when I, you know, my little cousins, man, little Joseph, 14 years old, they just killed him. He over there on uh, Homer and Mullane. And, um, 
you know, that's the thing about ceasefire, bro. Like they are always in full support of the families, bro. They go to the they go to the scene of the crime. They go to the to the vigil lightings, the balloon releases, the wakes, the funerals. You know what I'm saying? The hospital calls, like you know, I, every aspect of support within the community, bro. Ceasefire is there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's through the DHDC that I was able to be a part of that. But I'm telling you, bro, it has really been draining me mentally, yeah. bro. You know yep. what I'm saying? At a capacity that I just was not prepared for. You know what I mean? Because this shit is constant, man. It's like living in a third world country right now, bro. Yep. We live in a bloodthirsty society. Yep. And the only answer to, to conflict right now is just murder, kill, shed blood, and, you know, and then just multiple people uh, shot at one time, five to eight people you know, in the same day, three different episodes. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like, man, like it's unending. It's brother. hectic. One minute we're celebrating, passing out backpacks to kids, and the next minute, you know, they're running to the scene. Five people shot, two fatal. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work, man. It you is, know what and I'm you know, a lot of this, the, a lot of that is the reason that I want to do what I want to do with my life. You know, I'm about to go to law school soon because I want to be. A person who is able to understand our laws, who is able to to help our people in a way that they can't really help themselves, you know, because there's a lot of things that go on behind our backs without us seeing it, and not enough of us are are standing up and and and, and using their voice and understanding that you know we can't just sit back and let things happen to us all the time. Mm -hmm. We can't just not use our vote. We can't just let life pass us by because we're still surviving every fucking day of our lives because that's all we do. You know, we worry if we're gonna eat tomorrow. Do I have enough gas to get to work? Do I have a job? Do I have enough money to feed my kids? Do I have enough money to, to get my baby formula, my diapers? Do I have enough money to f live my life without worrying every single day about if I'm going to survive the next day? I know, bro. And that's and that's why, um, you know, our so much of our community has been, you know, financially illiterate is because we were never taught to save money or plan or prepare for the mm -hmm. future mm -hmm. because we were just trying to get through the fucking day and you know we didn't know if we were gonna die today tomorrow we didn't even care about what tomorrow we was just worried about getting through the day that's how mm -hmm. much stress mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yep. that, that you know we used to be under and some of them you know some of our people still live like that i'd say most of them man because it's yeah. hey, no matter how much better our lives the quality mm -hmm. of life in the u.s gets uh, it's like we're still living in the same time over here. We're still struggling every day. Our bro, they just gave old girl nine years, bro, in Russia. Yeah, exactly. What the fork? Yep. You yep. know what and I'm saying? That shit is wild as hell, man. Bro. And, it, it, you know, it, it, it's sad that that even happened in the first place because everything that's going on in the world, all, the, all yeah. these hardships, all the death, everything, you know, the economy being so fragile all day long. And, and I feel like if Trump was our president, that shit wouldn't have happened that way, bro. Maybe. I don't know. You know, it, you know it, I don't I don't know, but I feel like it wouldn't have happened that way. But it probably wouldn't have happened that way because him and, and Joe Biden are two completely different people. I understand. You know what man. I mean? And but, I feel like they're using her as a pawn. And that's sad for her because, you know, she's got a bright future, bro. So mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. how they she was out there it, making money. But they need to come up with something, bro, yep. you know, to get her back home and back to her family and mm -hmm. and back to business. Amen, brother. Because this shit's it's but, wild but out here. for people who are not you know grateful for you know how we operate in our country i'm mm -hmm. not saying we're perfect or everything's right but i'll tell you what when you look at situations like that you got to be grateful to be an american because i mean at the end of the day at least we have the choice to stand up and try to fix things hell yeah some you know people what I'm don't even had them nope. options you some know? people don't get that when choice you think back about you know like cuba you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, anybody that ran under the iron fist of Fidel Castro, you know what I'm saying? You had to follow his lead. And if you didn't, they fed your ass to the sharks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, you, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's just the way life was you know? for all of them. And it's sad, you know. that. And there, I'm sure there are a lot of places that are still like that. Because, yeah. I mean, it, this is the real world. As, as nice as we like to make it, mm -hmm. this world sucks. Yeah. You know I what mean, I'm saying? It, and but it, it's people, bro. Yep, it's, it's people. people. Every it's day, people, bro. Life is beautiful, mm -hmm. bro. Life is what you make it, man. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? No matter what your situations or circumstances are, you have the ability to make them worse or, or you know, better or, better. or worse for yourself. It all, it all depends on the decisions you make, and that's a lot of the reasons why I'm I'm here right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I 
I could have made decisions that set me back even harder than what I was already set back. Mm -hmm. But I decided that enough was enough. You know, I lost my father. I lost my grandfather. You know, I went through all this extra hardship and bullshit that I felt was for no reason, but there was a purpose for it. All of this, all the suffering I've lived through, all all of the pain helped me see life through new eyes where I'm like, you know what? That's it. That's enough. Enough is enough. At some point, you have to stand up and, and fix your life and, and be accountable for the actions that, that you set in motion. You know, for me, I just got tired of my own shit. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I literally got tired of uh-huh. my own shit. I'm uh-huh. like, why do I keep fucking up? Why? 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 <clears throat> Every time I try to go off and do some <laughs> shit because I think I'm finna do something. Mm-hmm. It ain't it. Shit never work nope. out for me. Bro. It ain't it, bro. <laughs> Always fire backfires on me, bro. Yep. And that's when we try to, you know, take things into our own hands just because we always think we know best. That's because we always, you know, feeding the flesh. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't even do that shit no more, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got to tap in with God first to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. If I'm supposed to, even if I have to suffer... I just want to make sure that it has purpose behind it. You Amen, brother. I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't got time for this Mickey Mouse shit mm-hmm. no more, bro. Nope. I done, you know, I done ruined a big part of my life and lives around me, but I'm writing my wrongs every day. And, um, you know, I just don't want that to be my legacy that I was just a fuck up. You know, I've always really been a good person. It's just my ties to the gangs, to the streets, my ideology mm-hmm. of life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I didn't have no relationship with God back then. I was mm-hmm. just, it was all about the flesh. It was about the streets. It was about what people think, what they going to say, what, you know, all that type of shit. Now I just feed the spirit, bro. I let God guide me. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, even though I ain't got everything I want, I got everything I need, man. God Amen, take brother. care of me, man. Yes, but sir. I'll tell you what, I'm working on getting the shit I want because I got a whole lot of shit and I, and, and, and I feel like I deserve it. You know Amen, what I'm saying? Brother. For mm-hmm. real. Yep. And, you know, I feel like everybody as a human being also feels that way. You know, we all have things we feel we, we deserve because we've gone through certain things and we're like, you know what, man? Mm-hmm. Fuck all this, bro. You know what? I need that. I, I deserve that nice car. Mm-hmm. I went through all this shit. I got through it. I mm-hmm. deserve this. I deserve that. I mean, I've suffered. I've mm-hmm. sacrificed. I break yep. bread. Mm-hmm. I show love. I, mm-hmm. I am that friend that takes his shirt off his back for you. You know what I mean? So, Amen, brother. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I don't feel like nobody owes me nothing, but I feel like I deserve you know what I'm saying? To live, you know, a life of heaven on earth. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And it's that feeling that I also share with you that, that makes me want to get up every single day and, and, and work hard to, to make that reality with my own two hands. You know what I'm saying? To change things around me because I have the ability to reach out and do so. I'm not. I, I grew up and I was I was always nervous. I always had bad anxiety. You know, what if I'm going to fail? What if I'm going to fuck up again? Because I, like you said, I've always been a fuck up, too. Fucked up all kinds of shit growing up. Mm-hmm. That's just the way you learn, though. You know what I mean? And you can't let that that thought hold you back from reaching out and, and changing the things around you that you aren't able to change. Because once you change that, the thing just beyond that is within reach. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you take definitely. that one step, and the next step is right behind it. And that's just how life is supposed mm-hmm. to work. You know, it's just it's up to us to make sure that, that we hold ourselves accountable enough to at least take those steps without falling down. You know what I mean? No, absolutely, bro. Um, I just, you know, I live a purposeful life. You yes, know? sir. And, um, and that really comes from just uh, living a righteous life. You know what I mean? Just doing my best to be the most understanding, to be the most patient. Yes, sir. To be the most humble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not because I'm perfect, not because I'm better. But that's because that's what life has taught me. Yes, sir. You know, I have suffered a lot from childhood, adolescence, adulthood. And I don't want to continue to suffer unless there's a purpose in it. And I don't want to put anybody else through any suffering. Amen. You know what I mean? I understand. And um, I like to be a contributor now, mm-hmm. you know. But I also want to um, live the best the best of my ability too. I want to reach my full potential. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I know if I die tomorrow, bro, that I, I, I did my best every day. Every day. And that, that's all we can really hope to wake up and do, you know, because 
it, life is life. Death's a part of life. I figured that out at a young age, you know. I've, my, I've been through a lot of suffering just like you have, and I'm half your age. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I wake up every day and I make sure that that suffering isn't for nothing because I went through it. And that shit sucked. But it's up to me to make sure that that shit had a meaning. It's up to me to find that purpose in life that I, that I so crave for every single day. Waking up and, and for me, it's helping people absolutely you know and i that was ingrained in me at a young age growing up in dhcc with the grandmother that i had you know i seen what she did i seen the work Mm -hmm. that she did every single day i lived the work that she did and it at some point became a passion for me a passion to to reach out and help those who can't help themselves to to improve our community that way we're not surviving no more man we're we're living we're planning everybody's going to college everybody's Mm -hmm. got a trust fund everybody's got everything that you need because that's how life should be. And and that's great because it's a lot of people who don't take them positive turns in life. Like they resent their mm-hmm. their suffering. They mm-hmm. resent their life and and you know, hurt people hurt people. Exactly. You know, victims become victimizers, bro. Yep. And uh, you know, so I thank God that I didn't grow bitter. I thank God that I didn't become you know, vengeful or just, you know, feel like life owed me something or society owed me something. Like, you know, once I grew up, because, you know, a lot of times when when you just can't catch a break and shit go wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to blame the whole world. It was my mom. It was my dad. It was my community. It was the prosecutor. It was the officer. It was the lawyer. It was the snitch. (laughs) It was this person and that person. At this point, it's the universe against me. At the end of the day, I said, you know what, bro? Mm -hmm. It's all me. It's all me. It's all me. I chose to do that. I chose to be there. I chose to do this and that. And that's when I started to regain my power. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to obtain knowledge Mm -hmm. of self. Yep. And I realized how much power I had. And then I realized how much power I used to relinquish. Yep. Because of my ignorance and because of my misguided loyalty. You know what I'm saying? Because of Amen. my heart. Yep. There was a point in time where I resented my own heart. You know what yep. I'm saying? But I had to learn how to love myself and yeah. respect myself all over again. Mm-hmm. You know? Just to get where we are today. You know what I'm saying? And I went through much of the same thing. You know, resenting my life. Uh, mad at my father for leaving too soon. You know, going through life the way I went through and him not telling me, hey, stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because I grew up, I did whatever I wanted growing up. Because, I mean, in my, the way I thought was, who's going to stop me? Nobody. He's a sick old man. I'm me. I'm young. I'm a young buck. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? But you you carry on his legacy. Amen. He lives through you. Yes, sir. You we we share the same name along with my his father before him. You know? Mm-hmm. And he, my grandfather figured out the way to live on was to, you know, give him your same name. Live through him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Along the way, Jose Salas is still out there. He's still changing life every single day. He's still walking this earth. You You know, know, when I had my sons, man, I, um, you know, I didn't know because I'm a junior, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, initially I was going to name my sons after me as well, but. I wanted them to have their own independence. They right. already gonna have my last name. <laughs> you know, you're already gonna be a Nino, so you tied in already. Already off, off but rip. But I just wanted their names to mean something, you know, right. and, and I wanted it to be independent. I didn't want them to ever feel like they had to be in my shadows, you know what I'm saying? But I felt like them having my last name was enough for my legacy to be carried on through them. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's understandable, but you know my my perspective is a little different you know mm-hmm. i i live to live up to my name the great father that i had the great grandfather that i had the things that they did for those around them mm-hmm. and understanding that at the end of the day it's up to me now and it comes with a lot of responsibility yes you sir it say, does because you got big shoes to fill yes sir i do you know and for your dad you know i respect him because he had all 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 kinds of shit against him bro and he still kept it pushing you know he still stayed positive every single day of his yeah. life you know what i'm saying and i was there to see when he wasn't but that doesn't really matter anymore because what matters is that he still had enough light in him to survive every single day that he did mm-hmm. and to push forward to make sure that i was able to at least stand up on my own two feet what are some of the things life skills that your mother has taught you that you're able to apply today oh because your mother is a tough cookie um, she you know gave me she my mother gave me the brain that i have and the mindset that i have mm-hmm. she allows me she has allowed me to see things through a different light because my mother is the most intelligent person i've ever met 
you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and she's so strong and independent and she raised me and my sister the best that she could with everything that she had to be responsible enough to make sure that me and her were okay you know well, look saying? at who her mother is you know, you know what i'm saying? saying so you know what i'm saying it, of course it's the, the apple blood. doesn't fall far from the tree yeah you know definitely. great women are great women at the end of the day and my mother is one mm-hmm. of them and she has shown me how to be a better man through the eyes of a woman because i grew up with women you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying I, I understand how they how they think you know i you know i can't even say that i can't even say that i understand how a woman thinks because i'm a man but i i have a piece of it mm-hmm. and i can put it together and i can i can make two and but two but you can be raised to mm-hmm. respect exactly and appreciate women mm-hmm. at a whole another at level. a whole another level you know me you know i was raised by a single mother but she played the role of the mother the father she always taught me about you know being respectful towards women what to expect how to treat them how to talk to them you know and you know i i, I was young bro i lived through my uncles and my cousins and you know their values and their ideology which were not the greatest you know what i'm saying yep. but you know that's i was a product of my environment but my mother was the balance though you know yes, and sir. i've always been 100%. respectful towards my elders you know i always uh felt like you know, a protector over you know our youth our children and um you know growing now even as a man you know growing from a boy to a man going through that transition and having that kind of respect and you know even the relationship with my wife like I'm learning a lot about, you know, being understanding, being patient, right. being tolerant with women in general, and then understanding what it requires to even be a woman, bro. Like, yep. I'm I'm so glad that I'm a man. Because man, who you telling? <clears throat> women put up with a lot of shit. They got to deal with a lot of shit. They, first of all, they get birth. That's something a man can't do. Nope. You know what I'm saying? They go through monthly cycles. <laughs> they get cramps. I mean... They go through shit that men don't have to go through, bro. So I respect the shit out of women, bro. They are, you know, to be treated with dignity, with respect, with love, you know. To be held up on a pedestal because that's they are the the beginning of our life. Yes, they they are are sacred. And I I grew up surrounded by women. You know, I had Mm -hmm. my mother, I had my grandmother, I had my sister and my four cousins who were all females, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. here I am. The 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 only the only grandson the only boy in the family I was surrounded by women all day long, mm-hmm. you know. So I I developed an appreciation for women and understanding that their cycles are aren't just um, they're beautiful. You know, it's a way of life. It's a way to respect life and understand that they gr- go through something that I don't go through. So because they go through that, I need to make sure that I stand up. I need to make sure that I uphold my he- my end. So they can go through what they have to go through in peace. Because at the end of the day, that's all I can mm-hmm. really do. Sound like I can give them my body. It don't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, because there's, there's, there are people who believe that is a, it is impossible for a woman to raise a boy to be a man. But the difference is that my mother didn't raise me to be a good man. My mother raised me to be a good person. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And... Um, you know, so when you have somebody who raises you from that perspective, then that means that you have a universal type of teaching of love, of understanding. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of, of, you know, Mother Earth, Father Sky, uh, you know, the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, men, women, nature, mm-hmm. the cycles of life, birth, yes. death. And how it all coincides, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about the heat, the cold, the water, just everything, bro. Like, we are connected to all the elements. We are made up of all the elements. I mean, yeah, know? we are stardust. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we, we rose from the dust and to the dust we shall return. You know what I'm saying? And all we can really do is make sure that those who we leave behind are prepared enough to live without us. That way, that backbone that they lose, I mean, they already got a new one ready to go. Man. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that, that's absolutely. something that my father gave me. He, he, he ta- passed a torch to me that I didn't really fully understand when he was gone. But when I lost my grandfather, I kind of understood that even with this great loss, I'm still able to stand up. I'm still able to, to keep on pushing forward because everything they went, to isn't for, went through isn't for nothing. All their hard work and their effort isn't just hardships that will just be hardships i will make fruit of them you know what i'm saying i will make sure that that their life had meaning by living the best life that i can live and helping the people that i can help within my reach ain't no doubt about it bro that's dope man 
You know? that's, that's just how I, I wake up and choose to live life every day. You know, I, I wake up and choose that today is going to be a little bit better than yesterday, not only for me, but for those around me. And you have to choose that every day. I was telling people the other day, like, you have to choose God every single day. <coughs> Excuse me. You have to choose peace every day. Every day. You know, the devil don't take no breaks. No, you he know do what not. I'm saying? He work overtime. He come through every form. You know what I'm saying? He come sweet. He come pretty. He come in every form, bro, of, 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 mm -hmm. of uh, you know, um, what do you call it? God dang. <laughs> you know, he, he he makes sure. Seduction. Yeah, there you go. The devil will seduce you with yep. things. Money. You won't even notice. Money and just, you know what I'm saying? He'll even try to tie into what you got going on. It and, doesn't matter uh, if you're having a great day because it only takes one moment for you to look over and that negative thought to enter mm -hmm. your head. You know what I'm saying? Because I could have a great day. I had just got promoted. I had just got my salary. I was in charge. It's my first day walking in there. I felt great. You know, I'm a, I'm a supervisor now. You know, I did it. I accomplished what I came here to accomplish, and now it's time to move forward. And at the end of the day, I'm sitting there, and I looked up at the sky, and for some reason, my old man popped into my head. Mm -hmm. And that, that changed my attitude from being great to negative enough for others to notice around me. And that's all it really takes is one moment for you to, to make a wrong decision, to, to understand that. And not only that, you could be around people who can make the wrong decision for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Guilty like by association, say, man. If you don't know what to do with your life, somebody else will. Mm -hmm. So it's important to be mindful of the people you got around you because their baggage will become your baggage. Yes, sir. Their weakness can become your weakness. Easy. The same way that their strength and their knowledge and intelligence can become yours as well. But sometimes when you put yourself in a position or you let other people drive your car, you know what I'm saying? You never know what direction or what they're going through, man. That's why it's important to be mindful of the people you got around you because they will make mistakes that you will have to pay for. Yes, sir. You and, know, you know living life has taught me to make sure that I listen to that compass in, inside me. You know what I'm saying? Listen to my intuition because at the end of the day, it's usually never wrong. You know, there might be instances where I misread it, but it... If you listen to yourself and you listen to your heart and you make the conscious decision with your mind to listen to it, then you should usually be okay. Ain't yeah. no doubt, man. Mm -hmm. I always try to teach the kids about intuition. Yes. Pay attention. Listen to it. Get in tune with it. Mm -hmm. Tap into it. Get familiar with it. Yep. Obey it. Yep. Because I swear, bro, I don't know how many times I just got a gut feeling or got yep. that in, but ignored it or mm -hmm. just suppressed it. And or then just, here we are. And then, you know what I'm saying? It's like yo, you have yep. instincts for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got your angels. You got God. You got the universe telling you, stop, no, and don't. But or you, yes, do, and go. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it works in small and funny ways because here we are every day living life the way we do. And, and I decide that I'm going to wear the, the green shirt. And lo and behold, later on that day, uh, something happens where it's like, yep, I'm glad I wore this because, like, I don't know. I just woke up, decided, hey, that's what I'm going to wear. Mm -hmm. I decided, hey, I'm going to take the right route instead of the left route because, I don't know. It's about mindfulness. Yep. Understanding you know your understanding People live your life every day absent-minded, mm -hmm. just a mm -hmm. robot. I'm just going to live my life following this person or yeah. that person. Yep. I'll just follow their lead. And you don't know where they're taking you. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You just follow them because you ain't got no damn sense of direction yourself. Or you do. You just don't want to obey it. Exactly. I mean? And and at the end of the day, that could really fuck you over sometimes. Sometimes you can get out of it. But other times you'll find yourself in a hole that's already dug. No and, doubt about and, it, man. And it's up to you to figure out how you're going to get out of it. And that's a whole other beast in general. So listen, bro, what's the future looking like for you, bro? Give me a goal or two you're working on before we close this thing out. Uh, let's see. Within So so my 10-year goal, uh, I want to be done with, with law school. I want to be a lawmaker. I plan on being a politician one day, but you know that, that's the next step. So for now, my next goal is, is getting my own apartment and, and uh, going to school, you know, preparing myself to start this journey that I see for myself and that I want to accomplish. So going to school, man, is the next big thing because education is really important. And I neglected it for a long time growing up. I dropped out of high school because I was lazy 
I went back and got my GED, but that doesn't change the fact that I was lazy before and I missed out on all this knowledge that's priceless. Well, brother, I wish you well in everything that you do. Um, I think you're headed in the right direction. You got mad support. You got mad positive people around you. And uh, I just feel like, you know, life is what you make it, bro. Yes, sir. Amen. So as long as you stay tapped in with those who have your best interests at heart, bro, you're going to have a bright future. If there's anything I can do to help you or guide you or plug you into uh, to contribute to your well-being, bro. All you got to do is holler at me, man. Oh, any day, brother. I appreciate yeah. your support all and day long. I want to thank everybody for tapping in. Shout out to my, my man Brian at Legal Aliens Podcast. Check him out. Mm-hmm. You guys are hilarious. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, man. I appreciate y'all. Shout out to L.A. Landscaping, Babe Cape Down River. What up, sis? Guys Pizza, all the family, friends, loved ones, everybody doing their thing. Love y'all. Support y'all, man. And I'll see you next week at 9 o'clock. And it got me upset. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.